PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Ross, we're brought to you by the College Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, here to break down another division and give you our season-long player props. And this week, we're going to be covering the NFC West. And joining me here is my main guys that are both on the West Coast, very familiar with those uh, West Coast teams first. The man, the voice that's all over the SGPN network. I'm not going to list all the pods that he does because we'll be here for an eternity. It's my man, Rod Gomez. Rod, how you doing, my man? We just talked about how we're trying to keep these shows shorter. So, yeah, let's not uh, go into all of my <laughs> all my exploits on the SGPN. Uh, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. And, yeah, you're right. I am very familiar with the NFC West. My, uh, my San Francisco 49ers are housed in this division. Um, I, I don't know if I'm anxious and excited for this year, but uh, I'm sure we'll find out very, very soon. Yes, sir. And also joining us, you guys know him as the prop god. It's Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing, buddy? What's up, dude? Um, I have to talk about the NFC West. I live out this way. Not a fan of any of the teams, really. But um, yeah, me and Rod aren't too far away. But uh, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think we all were talking about this all fun. Like, oh, shit, you're only this far away from me. Oh, you're only this far <laughs> away. Got to get together, get some lunch or a beer. But uh, yeah, that's oh, always boy. interesting to find out. Uh, you know, how close some of our co-hosts are, are together. But yeah, like I mentioned, we're here to talk about the NFC West. We'll break down the win totals, very briefly touch on each team, and you guys know we'll give out three player props each for the NFC West teams. Gentlemen, let's just dive right into it here. I'll kick it off with the first team here. We'll just kind of go alphabetical. The first team in the AFC West, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, looking back at last season for this team, they started the year 7-0 and before an injury to Kyle Murray really kind of derailed their season. They ended up uh, finishing the year 11-6 and last year. This team had an a- ATS record of, I th- just had this in front of me, uh, I think it was 8-9 and they were last year against the spread. Um, were the era- Sorry, 10-7 were they against the spread last year, whereas the Arizona Cardinals... This season, they come in with a win total of a nine, currently seeing um, division odds of plus 325, 15 to one to win the conference, 30 to one to win the Super Bowl. They do come in with a ninth hardest schedule into this 2022-2023 season in the NFL. They will be without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games uh, with a uh, suspension that he is serving. But Rod, let me start with you on the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray gets the big fat contract this offseason, keeping him uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, at least for the foreseeable future. But what's kind of outlook for this Arizona Cardinals team coming into this year? What a mess, obviously. I mean, it's just this team, you look at them year in and year out, and, and on paper, they should be so much better than they really are. And 
they go out and they just leave you scratching your head. I mean, and Kyler Murray getting that big contract, that's great for him. But what does that do for the rest of the team? And and now with DeAndre Hopkins out, which is one of his best targets, you lose uh, Chase Edmonds now as one of your better running backs. Like, I don't even know what to expect on offense anymore with this team. And defensively, you know, it's not the strongest team out there either. So in the division, luckily for them, they only really got to deal with, I, I suppose, the Rams at this point because the Niners may not be that formidable this year too in Seattle. Well, I mean, you know, it's Seattle. <laughs> So Arizona's path to the West may look a little better, but I don't know if they're a strong enough team to even make a bid for it at this point. And I know, I know so many people are high on Kyler Murray, but I still have yet to see that transcendent performance out of him for an entire season. You know what I'm saying? Like he trailed yeah. off at the end of last season and, and didn't look good. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, the Arizona Cardinals have me scratching my head this year. That's kind of been the narrative for this Arizona Cardinals team. Like year in and year out, they are a great first half team, whether it's, you know, the first seven weeks, first eight weeks, and then whatever happens, either if it's after their bye week or after week week eight on, this team just really disappears and they just have a hard time closing out the season and putting themselves to be in a position where they can be the number one seed or the number two seed in the NFC. But uh, Dan, let me get to you. Arizona Cardinals here. They did trade uh, for Marquise Brown. Uh, Hollywood Brown during draft night from Baltimore to get a first round pick. What are you thinking about this Arizona Cardinals team coming this, to, to this year? Is Cliff Kinsbury on the hot seat? I think he will be. I think you could definitely place some bets for him to be first coach fired. I mean, this guy has a history of really exceeding expectations in the first half of the season, then completely blowing it. They lost five of the last six games, including losses to the Lions, Seahawks and bears last season. Um, I, I, you started. You talked about it in the beginning. It's like you're you're missing DeAndre Hopkins for six games. That's a big, that's a big missing component of your offense. Considering that Kyler and D Hop, when they play together, they're special. You know, Kyler's a 75 percent completion percentage and over 123 passer rating when targeting D Hop. But you know, I think it's a good move grabbing Marquise Brown. He had, uh, Kyler Murray has some history with him going back mm-hmm. to college. But you know, I think that this really stems on the. Arizona Cardinals and really just having an inconsistent head coach. And I don't really see how they've gotten better on defense. Buda Baker still really mans their secondary, but you know, Vance Joseph comes in here, priding himself uh, being able to generate a pass rush and playing man coverage, but they got torched and they have a really tough division here with a lot of play playmaking wide receivers on opposing teams. So, you know, the Rams, they're the, they're the divisional champs and, um, you know, and the Super Bowl champs, and I don't, I don't, I don't see that them them getting that much worse on offense or defense. Uh, the Seahawks probably take the biggest step back, but I think the Cardinals are going to be right there with them. And one of my best bets this offseason has been the Cardinals to miss the playoffs at minus one fifty. Yeah, that's you're laying some juice there, but I think that this team um, is very uninspiring, and I think that you're going to see, despite Kyler getting the bag, they don't really have many pieces to put this together for a full for a full season. Yeah, according to Warren Sharp. Uh, the Cardinals come in with a 30th ranked running back group, 26 front seven and 29 out of 32 teams is their secondary. Um, so I think they're going to be in games where they're really going to be playing from behind. I think there's going to be struggles for this Arizona Cardinals team coming into this season. Um, win total as far as a number, I see a number of nine over on win bet with, I think juice towards the under here, Dan, obviously you have them missing the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to go and assume that you are on the under for the Arizona Cardinals this upcoming season. 
Yeah, I think betting them to miss the playoffs is is something I like better. But yeah, I definitely like the under here. I mean, I, I see them being a 500 team, especially if there's risk of Cliff Kingsbury being booted by, you know, midseason if this doesn't go right. Rod, same thing. Look at their first three games. They play the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Rams to open the season. I mean, obviously, the Chiefs are going to be a tough task to, to slow down. The Raiders, I like their chances this year. I've talked about it before. I really think that they're a much improved team over last season already, and they're probably going to give them fits. And then, of course, it's the Rams. So, I mean, you're going to lose the first three games right out of the box, in my opinion, and it'll be hard-pressed to, to get to nine uh, before it's all said and done for these guys because at that point, I think they'll be... They'll be crushed. Hot starts, yes, but this season, I don't know. I think you're asking a lot out of them to even win nine games this year. I think uh, kind of wrap up the Arizona Cardinals, looking at their schedule. Um, there are three games prior to their bye week at uh, the Rams, at home for the Niners, and at home for the Chargers. Coming out of the bye week, they welcome the uh, New England Patriots. That's not always an easy task. They go to Mile High City, and then they welcome the uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to town as well. Oh, and by the way, they wrap up their season in week 18 in San Francisco against the 49ers. So it's going to be tough sledding for this Arizona Cardinals team. Um, let's get over to the next team in this division, gentlemen. Uh, and that's going to be, let's go with the defending Super Bowl champs here, the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, last year they win the Super Bowl, beating the Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20. Uh, they do come in this season with the second toughest schedule in the entire NFL. Last season, they were 8-9 and nine against the spread. Currently, I'm seeing their division odds at plus 125, conference odds 5-1, uh, to one, and the Super Bowl at, um, I think it's 10-1, to one, I see, over on win bet. We heard about the issues with um, Matthew Stafford and his elbow uh, in this offseason, but he's been saying all the right things. I just feel it feels good. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be a problem going into the season for this Rams team. But Dan, let me start with you here with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, do you see this team, you know, repeating what they did last year and getting back to the Super Bowl and possibly winning it, or do you see some regression coming for this Los Angeles Rams team? Um, yeah, there's gonna probably be a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, but I think that this team is is well positioned to to be the leader in this division, them or the 49ers. Um, you know, not a lot of departures on their end. I mean, Von Miller's certainly a significant piece to their defense. Um, and Odell Beckham, I think there's still a possibility that he comes back later in the year. I know Van Jefferson's dealing with some injuries, but I think acquiring Allen Robinson was a good move for them after losing Robert Woods. Uh, I think, you know, much of the concern is really around Matthew Stafford and his elbow. I'm not overly concerned. I think it's just a maintenance thing. He's, you know, a veteran. He's played through many different types of injuries yeah. before. So this dude's a, this dude's a warrior. So uh, I don't really have too much concern over him. But I, I think um, we are going to see a little bit of regression with Cooper Cup. And I think that's more so because he was just such a monster last year. Like, he had to do it. Um, he was pretty much the most unguardable player. So I think we'll see defenses start to uh, – cater to him a little bit more, which should open up other things in the offense. And also, you know, their run game was rather inconsistent last year. And I yeah. think that was mostly because Cam Akers went down with an injury and then it was kind of like Daryl Henderson and, and Sony Michelle. Um, so I think we should, we could probably, we will likely see more stability there uh, with Cam Akers having an off season to actually uh, build up that strength in his knee. I mean, it's just remarkable what that guy went through last year to, to come back for the playoffs and still, you know, even though the, the, the offensive line didn't generate much running room, I think we'll see some production there. So that should alleviate some of the, the need to always rely on Matthew Stafford and his arm. So yeah, certainly concerns about their schedule and being very difficult. So mm -hmm. I'll probably stay away from the, the 10 and a half win total. 
Um, but I think that this is still a, a playoff team that's destined for uh, making a deep playoff run. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at this defense, they come in with a number one front seven. Obviously, when you have names like Aaron Donald commanding your defensive line there, you also have Leonard Floyd. They also did bring in Bobby Wagner from the Seattle Seahawks, and then Great you point. also have uh, Jalen Ramsey at the cornerback position, one of the best, if not the best, uh, corners in the entire NFL. Rod, what do you think about this Rams team coming into this next season? Obviously, coming off the Super Bowl victory. They went all in for Matthew Stafford, paid off for them, got Sean McVay a ring, got Matthew Stafford a ring. What's your outlook for this team coming into the next season? You pretty much nailed it. I mean, even with Bobby Wagner coming in, that defense was already enough to carry them deep into the season. So uh, the fact that they still have the offense that they have and they still have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And then just like Dan said, a a healthy Cam Akers, I think, is going to go a long way into helping this team just at least compete in the division and, and compete in the conference and keep them among the top teams in there. Ten and a half does kind of scare me a little bit. Uh, but only because the strength of schedule is what it is, and it is a Super Bowl champion schedule. So yeah. we'll see if they can they can rise to that occasion. But, I mean, obviously this is going to be, I think, a two-horse race in the NFC West between the Rams and the Niners to decide who's going to be the top team. Uh, again, like I said, it may not be that much of a competition, and the Rams may be able to run away with it because they're largely unchanged versus the rest of the division who has several key outings on both offense and defense that they've lost or and or not going to have at the beginning of the season. So it could be that L.A. sort of uh, climbs in and builds a, a huge lead before the first six games when DeAndre Hopkins comes back and then no team can catch up to them in the West. Uh, I wanted to pose this question to you guys before we move on here. Does it give you concern um, that they did bring in an offensive uh, new offensive uh, coordinator from the college ranks in Kentucky and Liam Cohen um, and Kevin uh, O'Donnell went over to the uh, Minnesota Vikings as a head coaching, or do you guys think it'll just be Sean McVay, you know, really manning this offense here? Uh, Dan, let me start with you on that question. Yeah, I think losing Kevin O'Connell certainly matters. You know, he's been with McVay for quite some time now. Um, but I, I think this is McVay's system, right? Like they're, they're both yeah. Shanahan guys. So I think McVay, he's run offices himself. And I think promoting from a college quarter, a college coordinator, um, or college head coach, excuse me. Um, I, I think it's not really going to change the format too much for them because uh, you're coming off a Super Bowl, right? So I think yeah. that you have the, the winning culture already there, and now you're just kind of plugging and chugging. Um, I think this offense won't change much from last season, so it, it should still bode well for the the LA Rams. So I'm not over. I'm not overly concerned about losing Kevin O'Connell. Right? Anything that. It's a little hard to shipwreck uh, a, a Super Bowl winning offense in one season, the, the very next season. It's been done, sure, but I mean, it's it's difficult when you've got guys uh, that have that have really carried the load the last season and know how to get it done. I, you know, coaching what it is, these players still go out there and play and, and they remember what it was like last year. So, yeah, I'm not too worried. All right, before we get over to the next team in this NFC West division, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Wynn has also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet 
so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ross, we're brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbook to get the base, best deal. NFL season approaching, and I'm sure most of these sports books, if not all of them, are offering incredible deals. And this is a great place on Odds Trader where you can compare all those sign-up codes and promotions. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep track uh, and records of all the games that you're betting and your betting activity. So all you got to do to check this out is Odds Trader is go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. That's OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Ross Rabatshu by Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is a home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We at SGPN, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. The winner gets $500 in cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store. And that, again, goes to the winner of the official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. To sign up and reserve your spot, go to play dot runyourpool.com slash sgpn that's play dot runyourpool.com slash sgpn all right gentlemen two teams down let's get to the next two teams in this division and i think this team might be a quick conversation here so i'll get to them next it's going to be the seattle seahawks obviously a huge turnover for this team from their heydays with legion of boom uh and russell um russell wilson he heads over, obviously, the Denver Broncos in a big block, big blockbuster trade that transpired over this offseason in the NFL. Pete Carroll enters his 12th year as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they did lose Chris Carson to, I believe, uh, he retired because of the neck injury that he has been dealing with over this past several seasons. It's going to be the Rashard Penny show, uh, at least in the backfield, for the Seattle Seahawks. Last season, this team ended up with a record of 7-10. and 10. Uh, they were nine and eight against the spread coming into this year, guys. The division odds are 14 to one for the NFC West, 75 to one to win the conference, and 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. They do come in with the 11th most difficult schedule. And we look at their uh, you know, positional unit rankings according to Warren Sharp 31st out of 32 out of the quarterback position, 27 out of 32 on the offensive line, 24 out of 32 at the running back position and the defense. Not going to be very good. The front seven ranks 30th and the secondary 25th. Um, and let, let me start with you on this team, a complete 180 or 360, however you might want to say for this team after they did have all the great players they had on this roster. But I don't have much high hopes for the Seattle Seahawks team. It looks like, you know, you and I talked about this. Might be time for Pete Carroll to hang up the old clipboard and maybe call it a career and ride into the sunset. Yeah, for sure, man. I I don't I don't think the Seattle Seahawks team is going to be any good. I've I know this is a prop cast, but um, 
Yeah, I think you could definitely make a case for them having the worst record in the NFL this year. Um, you know, with their win total only sitting at five and a half wins, it's hard to see a path where they're going to get to six wins here. And, you know, it's really like the QB controversy between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. That's a disgusting mess. I think they need to probably go Drew Locke, and they likely will. He's the younger younger arm and probably need to do some evaluating to see if he can actually lead a team beyond this season. But yeah, I have questions about their offensive line. Not very strong. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett still tremendous receivers and DK Metcalf just got the bag. So he's going to be there for a little while, but you know, losing Bobby Wagner, um, this defense, just a lot to be desired, man. And I just don't know where this team goes up in, not only this division, but overall as a team, like watching their preseason game, I think it was pretty telling. This team has a lot of holes, and this could be the 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 final the final uh, this nail could be the, the final yeah the final nail in the coffin. Thank you uh, for Pete Carroll here. So yeah, I'm not optimistic about this team. I'm fading them as best I can. I think you know you you mentioned there that DK Metcalf uh, secured the bag there, but if this team is like zero and six, zero and seven, two and eight how long before we hear a trade request from uh dk metcalf or even tyler lockett before they want to go play for a contender dan man it's gonna be a while uh i mean i think you know i I, man i I feel like dk i actually feel like tyler lockett could be a good trade piece um being that they that they just locked him up um and i think a lot of teams could use his skill set but yeah I, i just don't know at this point where there's certainly a market for them. Outside of them, I don't I don't know where else you make a move. But yeah, if I'm if I'm them, I'm definitely selling for a, a draft spot at this point because they just have so many holes to fill. I don't know what you which one you address first. Um yeah. if their record isn't good, they're gonna get a top pick, which this is a good QB draft, so that makes sense. Um, but building out those other pieces, man, that's that's definitely gonna be the struggle. So if I'm them, I'm just being sellers, get whatever however many draft picks you can and uh yeah, try to try to build a team from uh Kind of like the Houston Texans are doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, they they traded away Deshaun Watson. Same thing they did with Russell Wilson. Yeah. They cried the draft picks. And, and now it's time to rebuild your team after, you know, you know their heydays with, like I mentioned, with Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson. Right. Rod, uh, posing the same question to you about this Seattle Seahawks team. Neither one of us are high on this. Can you sell us to this team possibly even getting to six wins uh, in the uh, National Football League this year? Uh, no, I, I, I've proven time and time again that I I tried radio sales once and that's difficult. So I can't sell anything. Uh, no, listen, here's the thing, right? And, and I think you're right. As far as this is a team that could very well be jockeying for the first pick in the draft, uh, this coming season, both of their quarterbacks are, are terrible. Their defense has gotten weakened. Now, my question though, is, is why not try to go after, and and if you're going to rebuild, toss out a couple more contracts and try to grab Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, why the hell not at this point, you know, and, and try to figure out how to at least win a couple seasons with him as you try to rebuild in that, in that offense. So I know that it's a, it's a huge contract to eat, but if any team needs it, it's Seattle. They need something to be able to get by unless they really are just trying to tank for Tua and, and try to figure out how to, to get the, the quarterback that they want in the coming in the future. But, I mean, they're going to have to suffer through some terrible seasons in the meantime. So Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all teams go through it, right? You, you go through that rebuilding phase and quarterbacks leave and, you know, superstars leave and you, you have your, your 
years or, you know, a couple, aside for the exception of New England, where they just dominated for, I don't know how long, a decade, there's going to be times where you have to go through a rebuild. And there's, I think this is now the time for Seattle where they're going to have to go through uh, something like this. So, um, I, again, I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of transpires for Seattle as we uh, approach the NFL season. And if they do want to end up trading some of their pieces that are tradable on this team, like I mentioned with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lock and those type of players. Um, last team of this division, gentlemen, it's going to be probably the, the team that's been in the news uh, the second most, maybe after the whole Deshaun Watson situation, is Rod's San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy G and Trey Lance taking over some of the news wires as of you know the past couple months. Last season, this team did finish 10-7. and seven. I believe they got to the NFC Championship game last year against the Rams. Um, this season, they come in – or last season, I'm sorry, they finished up with a 9-8 and eight record against the spread. For the division, they are the second favorite behind the Rams at plus 175. The conference odds are at 7-1, to 16-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. They do come in this season with the 13th easiest schedule. It seems like, or we know it now, it is going to be the Trey Lance show in San Francisco, gentlemen. Um, Rod, I'm going to let you kick this off. This is your team. How are you feeling about the 49ers coming into this season with Trey Lance taking over the quarterback position after much success with Jimmy Garoppolo, where you can say that he got him to multiple you know, championship games and also the Super Bowl, where they were about maybe a yard or so away from an overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders by getting the championship ring there. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, I'm a little surprised that it, the odds are as tight as they are between the Rams and the Niners, to be honest with you, uh, given the fact that we still don't know what Trey Lance is going to come out and do. And in fact, he's dealing with somewhat of an injury himself as we go in. Obviously, we're not all that scared about it and neither is he. But by the same token, like you don't even like to hear that your quarterback bumped his elbow at all during the course of the preseason, let alone is yeah. enough to say I have an injury. So, I mean, look, the thing of it is, is that uh, what, what's going to have to happen is Elijah Mitchell. And we'll talk about this when we actually get in the props is going to have to step up for this team and, and take some pressure off of Trey Lance. And if he can do that, then Trey Lance can settle in a little bit. I mean, Shanahan does have this offense running well, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, who didn't necessarily light the world on fire at quarterback either. So, all we have to have is a serviceable quarterback to get this offense moving defensively. I mean, look, it, it's still a powerhouse of a defense. The, the yes. NFC West has some fantastic defenses through and through, and everybody knows it. And San Francisco has been one of them throughout the course of the last few seasons. So mm -hmm. I'm not worried about defense. Like this is going to be whether or not the offense can score enough points to beat the team that it's playing. And so that all hinges on whether or not Trey Lance can be the quarterback that everybody hopes he can be. Right. I mean, he's got the weapon. He's got Kittle. He's got Debo, who obviously Debo just got paid, too. So yeah. he's going to be out and, and trying to show the world that he's worth that money. So, you know, there's a, so many moving parts in this. Hey, look, we've won the first couple of preseason games. So there's that. If you want to take anything away from that, I, I, I know you don't take anything away from preseason, <laughs> but it's better to win than to lose. Right. I mean, you beat the yeah. Packers, you beat the Vikings. Even if it's the backups, that means that they're still capable of playing winning football. So, yeah, I, I mean, again, this is going to be a very interesting run this season because the first few games will definitely set the pace for it. You play the Bears, the Seahawks, and the Broncos. Those are three highly winnable games for the Niners. So how these th first three games play out, I think, is how the rest of the season goes. 
Yeah, I mean, you take a look at the positional unit rankings by Warren Sharp. They do have the uh, ninth best offensive line, n- the number two wide receiving group. And, you know, you talked about defense. The front seven is ranked number two right behind the Los Angeles Rams, who are number one, like I mentioned. Uh, Dan, let me get to you here. Trey Lance uh, takes over as a quarterback here. What's your outlook for the San Francisco 49ers coming into this new year? I have high hopes for the Niners. I think that this is going to be the the leader in the division. Um, I've already bet them over three and a half division wins at plus 100 nice. uh, to win the NFC West at plus 150 and for the Rams and Niners to finish the top two in the division at plus 100. Um, for me, this is really a bet on Trey Lance, and I think that he's going to surprise in year one, man. I, I, he's a dynamic player, offers rushing ability. Um, you have to be accounting for that. Um, so I just think it's going to add to the valid for the validity of Elijah Mitchell establishing himself as a, as a legit running back. He had, you know, close to 900 rushing yards, only 10 games as a starter last year. And plus you signed up Debo, who was one of the most uh, prolific playmakers in the NFL last year. I do have some concerns about his wear and tear, but, you know, I I think we might be seeing a new type of position emerging um, as a factor of offenses, like kind of that Percy Harvin role of, of old. Um, how we have the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons use Cordero Patterson. I think that's right. how Debo Samuel is going to be utilized now. He he rightfully so waited for that bag because he isn't just a receiver. He's a running back, too. And you can see how much he was utilized in the red zone and, and other gimmicky type of of plays. So, yeah, I think this team is going to be really good. And, um, you know, losing Garoppolo, you know, he's a game manager, but I think he showed his limitations of being able to push the ball um down the field aggressively when it mattered most you know he did was one of the leaders in air yards but i think that that was also um a factor of kyle shanahan being or sorry um yeah kyle shanahan yeah being able to uh generate a, a consistent running offense and then that opens up the play action and obviously you know george kittle debo Ayuk, all these guys thrive in yards after the catch so um having someone that also has the wheels like trey lance i think this team's going to be really good so yeah, I'm all in on these these Niners this year. All right, so Dan's on the over. I, I, I'm a believer in this Niners team as well, and I think there's a system that they do have with Kyle Shanahan. I think that you may see some uh, somebody outside of Debo Samuel for this team has to step up, in my opinion, whether it's Brandon Ayuk, whether it's the running game, to really help out Trey Lance, number one, as well, because, again, this is going to be his first full season as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So I think that, you know, the mind that Kyle Shanahan has, he's going to be able to find ways to get – um this offense going in defensively, I think they're going to be good as well. So I do like, I, I agree with you, Dan, that I do like the Niners to win this division uh, coming into this year at plus 175 currently over on win bet. Rod, um, I know you, this is your team, so you're trying to take the bias out of it, but uh, do you like this team to win the division or where do you see it? How do you see them faring as far as their wins or even their division odds here? So I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about them winning the division. Like okay. it, to me, this is, this is probably a wild card team again, uh, only because we don't know. We don't know what we don't know yet. And and I don't know if if uh, we're going to see Trey Lance come out and be as dynamic as we hoped. It may take a couple of games, like I said, for them to feel it out and to get comfortable with each other. And that could be the difference between them winning the division and the Rams winning the division. So, um, you know, I, I'm not sure I'm too thrilled about the, the odds for them to win the division. But uh, the win total, I, I think they can get there. I think they can. Uh, because, again, to me, I think both of these teams are going to get above the 10 win threshold. So uh, it, it's going to be close. But, you know, what I'm saying, it's just going to be a, a, the difference between one or two games at the top of that. And I think the Rams may get them. 
All right. Before we get into our player props for the NFC West, let me tell you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, (laughs) Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience the main reason i'm excited about over under on sleeper is that only app where i can join my buddies contest and play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with just one tap of a button insanely fun to ride it out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile device join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com sgp and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade co- Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every single day. There's no perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you know it, when t- when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste test over 450 different roasts so they can know so they know exactly what to recommend to you because the truth is what I may like and what you may like could be completely different. You will like a selection of specific coffees that are different from anyone else's taste. So all I got to do is just answer a couple questions and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered straight to you as often as you like. There's no gimmicks. So all you got to do right now is go to is trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go only to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for that $30 off plus free shipping. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our player props for the NFC West. We'll start with our quarterbacks. And then we'll get into our skill positions. You guys know how we do it. Three player props each for myself, Dan, and Rod. Dan, I'll let you kick things off here, my man. Uh, What is your first quarterback prop for the NFC West division? Yeah, I know I said I'm really high on Trey Lance, but, um, you know, he comes out the gates with a passing total of 21 and a half. And I'm going to take the under on that. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 20 last year. I think that there will be some initial growing pains, um, at least finding the end zone for for Trey Lance. Now, the the great thing about Trey Lance is that he can also score on the ground. His rushing total um, for touchdowns is sitting at five and a half, and I think he's going to go over that. Um, so 
a uh, bit of a correlation there. I think he's going to struggle in the pass game, but still be very productive on the ground. So I'm going to take the under 21 and a half passing touchdowns um, with Debo also uh, potentially being a threat in the red zone on the ground. Elijah Mitchell as well. I think we're going to see a lot of rushing opportunities for this team in the red zone. And there'll certainly be opportunities for him to uh, find those big play abilities with people like George Kittle and Debo and, and Brandon Ayuk. But uh, 21 and a half, uh, to me, is a little bit too high for the first season for Trey Lance, a guy that also has some risk of getting injured um, because he plays um, as a mobile quarterback, and he's already banged up, nicked up in the preseason. So um, I think there could be some training wheels initially, but I think that's a good thing for his long-term outlook as long as they can continue to establish the run and, and really play through that uh, that offensive line that's just you know, really just a beast. You know, their offensive line is spectacular with Trent Williams at left tackle. So um, I'm going to take the under on Trey Lance, 21 and a half uh, passing touchdowns. All right. Trey Lance under 21 and a half passing touchdowns for Dan Titus. Rod, let's get over to your first quarterback uh, prop for this division. What do you got for the people? Have our editor take out that chunk of what Dan just said and replay because that's exactly what I was going to do. The Trey Lance <laughs> under 21 and a half. Runs. But I'll also add on his passing yards too because they're set right now at 3,500 and a half. Please hammer the under on that. For every reason that Dan just said about being mobile, about being able to rush, they've got to get Elijah Mitchell going if they want to get this offense going. 3,500 is a redonkulous chunk of a number and the unders at minus 135 right now so that's not necessarily all that juiced up um but it's a juice worth paying because you look at what jimmy garoppolo did he had 3800 and 3900 yards in his two best seasons with san francisco but that's Mm -hmm. jimmy garoppolo right that's that's not that's not trey lance in his second year as a pro his first as a starter you want him to reach a 3500 yard mark yes san francisco's got the receiver to do a, a, a good chunk of damage but again, 3,500 yards is a, is a very lofty, lofty goal for a second year quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, hammer that under as well. So, yeah, just to, to add to that, Rod, you know, for comparison, Kyler Murray's is sitting right at the same, the same number, and Kyler's proven to, to torch uh, through the air. So, yeah, I think the books are a little bit ahead on the expectations of Trey Lance a little bit here. So I'll, I'll pile on on this Trey Lance, uh, I guess, banter here. I'm going to go over his uh, uh, interceptions at 10 and a half. And I think that we're coming into the season. You know, you guys talked about it. You know, it's a second year as a pro, first time as a as a starter going into this season uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. But I think he's going to make the mistakes. You know, that Lance, um, you know, I think I do think that Shanahan is going to put him in the right spots, whether it's using his legs. But it's going to be a learning experience for Lance. And I think that, you know, I read yesterday he had three, you know, interceptions during a scrimmage or a practice. And I do understand it's scrimmage and practicing and things like that are going to happen. That's where you kind of work out the kinks. But it's elevated to another level. We're actually playing, you know, meaningful games. We're going up against NFL defenses. And not only that, when you're going up against opposing defenses, despite having an easier schedule against past defenses, the Niners do play nine um, nine uh, above average past defenses, including six, which are uh, rated inside the top 10 this season, and two of which are against the Rams as well. So I, I think that Trey Lance, you know, despite I think that he can be effective on the ground, but I think when it comes to his arms, you guys mentioned it, 
The yardage is really high, but I do do think that he is going to make mistakes uh, for the San Francisco 49ers team. It's going to be a learning year for him. Um, so I do like the over 10 and a half on his interceptions again, which kind of just tells us that this, this might be a team that's going to be running the hell out of the ball with the guys that they do have are coming up with those gimmicky plays, whether it's with Elijah Mitchell or with, um, uh, you know, Debo Samuel that they like to utilize kind of in that hybrid role as we saw last season. But uh, Rod, any thoughts on this one on the interceptions? Yeah, you look back at last season, the two games he started, he threw an interception in both of them. So, I mean, and, and then Jimmy Garoppolo threw, what, 12 and 15 in his in his uh, two full seasons, uh, w- way over the 10 mark. So, yeah, I think this is a an achievable number for a second-year quarterback, especially in the division that they're in with the defenses that we just talked about. Dan, any thoughts on the interception prop for Trey Lance? Yeah, I think it's a great it's a great find here because um, I actually might try to I'm, I'm going to look into to league the lead in interceptions just because I'm sure you'll probably get a good number being that it's already in double digits. Um, you could bet in the failure of Trey Lance here and it, it could be pretty profitable. So, yeah, I just think with the what we've seen from Garoppolo and the mistakes that he made in a pretty controlled tempo offense, um, you know, if he gets outside the pocket, that's where we could start seeing some trouble happen. So, yeah, I think it it think it tracks here. All right, let's get over to our skill position player props here. We'll give you guys two each. Uh, Rod, why don't you kick us off with your first skill position prop here, my man? What do you got? Well, so to kind of piggyback off of the what we're what we're talking about with Trey Lance, I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell. His yardage total right now is set at 900 and a half rushing yards. I want the over on that. Uh, we laid out the exact case for why Elijah Mitchell is going to have to get involved in this offense and why he's going to have to carry the ball. Look back at what he did last season. He had 963 yard, uh, um, yards total in 11 games. So, I mean, he did it in 11 games last season. I have a feeling that he's going to be able to get that done in a full season. Now, the only thing is the injury, right? I mean, that, that's the only question mark in this, but... We can say that about every single player in the NFL. Can he stay healthy? Yes, there's some players that do have a a higher risk of injury than most, especially because they've already been injured. But, I mean, you know, now that uh, Raheem Mostert's out of the picture, now that all of that confusion in the backfield, yeah, there's still like 15 running backs back there, but we know uh, that Elijah Mitchell's going to be the guy. I don't know that Trey Sermon's going to eat too much into that total either. So, I mean, I, I think Elijah Mitchell might even be in for a thousand yard season. So if, if I'm getting 900 right now as the number, I, I want that for sure. We're not even sure if Trey Sermon's even going to make this roster. I mean, I saw reports where they might even let him go. Um, so I don't even think that he's going to be even in that running back room. And, and, you know, Elijah Mitchell, I think last season was, uh, was the guy that uh, it was a darling in the fantasy wire, uh, especially with all the injuries that did happen to this running back group for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. But Dan, thoughts on Elijah Mitchell coming into this year? Yeah, I'm very high on Elijah. I, I think, you know, as I stated earlier, you know, 890 yards in only 10 games, man. This dude is a workhorse back, and he's seen workhorse uh, volume, right? So uh, if he comes into the season healthy, I don't see why he's not the one – he's not the main the main guy here. And so when you have a mobile quarterback, I think that could actually open up some more rushing lanes for him. Um, his only threat that I see is is Tyrion – I don't think it's pronounced Tyrion. I heard someone else pronounce it. Tyrion, but Tyrion Davis Price, the rookie, he's looked really good in preseason. So um, I think Shanahan just being Shanahan will find a way to work in other guys. It's definitely not going to be Trey Sermon. That much we do know. Yeah. Um, Jeff Wilson's still on the roster. He makes a splash every now and again, but I think he's really only going to be, his playing time's really going to be dependent on 
you know, the, the health of Elijah Mitchell. And I think Elijah Mitchell's a beast. And I think we saw it last year. If you feed this guy the ball, he's going to continue to get positive yardage. So, yeah, big season ahead for him. Yep, I agree about Elijah Mitchell. I really like him. Um, Dan, are we going to break the streak here of this 49ers uh, uh, player props? Uh, what do you got for your first skill position? Yeah, I'm going to break it. I'm going to go Cam Akers under 1,225 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Okay. So as much as I you know, praised Cam, Cam Akers for making a miraculous comeback last year with that Achilles injury, you know, McVay has actually been uh, – he wants to be a, a one – committed running back guy, but like, I just don't see it happening, uh, especially with Cam Akers being so young. This dude has a bright future ahead. So why risk him being a three down back? Uh, I think there's going to be competition with him being a one a to Daryl Henderson. And um, that split alone gives me concern about this, this combined rushing and receiving total. Um, the most receiving yards he's, re- he's had in a game up until this point is 52 back in 2020. So even though he'll get, you know, in some games when he went when he went nuclear at the end of 2020, getting like, you know, Elijah Mitchell type volume of like 25, 27 carries. He wasn't that active in the past game. So this is really a bet on. I think Cam Akers is a two down back. And I think we'll see Daryl Henderson mixed in throughout to preserve him for the long haul, being that he's shown um, to, to be a little bit injury prone and an injury risk. So I think it's in the best interest of the Rams long term outlook to. Uh, kind of spell him as much as they can. Now he'll still be their lead back, but yeah, twelve hundred and twenty-five uh, combined rushing and receiving sounds too rich for me um, coming into this season. So especially given their strength of schedule and some of the the tough defenses they're going to face uh, throughout this year. Yeah, I mean you're asking him to put up career numbers here, and especially you know coming off of the injury that he you know like you mentioned it. I think that you know it is a little rich. I agree with this one hundred percent, Dan. Uh, thoughts on Cam Akers here, uh, Rod? Yeah, I'm in agreement, too, because, I mean, look, I know that they were still nursing him off the injury at the end of last season, but you saw the split. I mean, you you saw that Daryl Henderson was coming in a lot more, even with Cam Akers in the game. And and yeah, like I said, he's coming off injury. They were still trying to nurse him back in. But I, I think that they figured out that that actually works. And so if it works going into the, or the end of last season and into the Super Bowl, then why not make it work going into this season and know that Cam Akers, just like Dan said, is probably just going to end up being that two down back. You put him out there first down, hammer it in. Hopefully he gets about four or five yards on the first care, uh, carry. Then you maybe swing it out. If you don't get it, then you bring in Daryl Henderson. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically where you're at there. And the formula for them, that that's that's what's going to get them through. So And, and they want to keep Cam Akers healthy all season long. And you don't do that by trotting him out three downs every drive and, and try to have him be a 30 carry guy like a Derrick Henry or, or anybody else like that. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me get over to my first skill position player prop here. And I'm going to go with uh, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be James Connor. I'm going under 825 and a half rushing yards. And, you know, since uh, Cliff Kinsbury took over in 2019, there's only been one running back who has gone uh, over this number. It was Chase Edmonds in the 2020 season where he did have 925 rushing uh, yards. But I know Edmund, Edmonds is not on the roster anymore. It looks like Connor is going to be that lead back. But they do have Daryl Williams in the backfield as well. But the Cardinals also have a quarterback that runs the ball well in Kyler Murray. You know, we talked about how he's a mobile quarterback. He's run for at least 400 uh, yards in his first three seasons. Each uh, has Kyler Murray. I know last year he only ended up with 423 uh, rushing yards, but because he did stuff for that ankle injury that we did talk about, and he's a good runner. You know, he uses his legs when, when they need it the most. 
You know, further, if we look at the schedule of the rush defenses the Cardinals face this season, just in their division, they have the Rams, who are the number one ranked pass defense. And they also face the 49ers also in their division, who are ranked number two. We talked about that. So that's four games right there. Additionally, they face three other teams whose rush defenses rank inside the top 10. I believe that, you know, the Cardinals will be playing from behind a lot because when we talked about the positional unit groups, I think they're going to be involved in some shootouts because their rush defense comes in ranked number 26. Their secondary comes in ranked number 29 on the season. And you always have the injury concern with James Conner as well. In five years in the league, Conner has played 14 or more games just once in his career. So I think this number is a little rich for James Conner. It is at 825 and a half. I don't think that he's going to get there, especially with the way this Cardinals team is uh, set up. And again, I think in a lot of games, they're going to be playing from behind, Dan. Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah, I think uh, James Conner fading him is wise because, you know, really this guy's season was really built in the red zone. Dude had 15 touchdowns, 18 total touchdowns. Um, he's the guy that you're going to pound the rock in to score the ball, not, you know, get up the field. And I think, you know, if you go back into his history, he's only gone over this number once in his career when he was mm-hmm. the, the workhorse back for the Steelers way back when. And the reason it was way back when is because the guy can never stay healthy. So yeah. bringing in Daryl Williams, I think, is good insurance. And I think we could definitely see him uh, get some work. But, yeah, they're going to be – I think they're going to be heavily relying on James Conner early on just because of their lack of weapons and D-hop not being able to stretch the field. But sure. um, that's going to grow tired. I think they're going to realize, you know, this guy finished with a yards per carry of only 3.7 yards last year. So um, he's not really that great of a runner, to be honest. So, you know, looking at his, his rushing yards, uh, specific prop is where I would go for the for the under as well. All right, I, I always feel confident when uh, Dan is on my side. Um, Rod, thoughts on James Conner? Yeah, I again, he's not – I don't think he's proven himself to be a, a lead back. I don't think that – that's why Chase Edmonds was the guy there and, and losing him is going to be clutch because James Conner taking over now in Pittsburgh, that was one thing because Pittsburgh's always had – that type of, you know, Le'Veon Bell. And then, of course, when he was gone, then James Conner took over. And that's that's the Steelers. They're built for that stuff. Arizona's not built for this, right? I mean, David Johnson was a good back. Kenyon Drake did well when he was there. But this was not a run team that was built on let's run the ball, right? Let, let's have that explosive back. So, and and Dan hit the nail on the head. His, his appeal, and especially his fantasy appeal, came straight from the fact that every time he gave him the ball in the red zone, he's getting the end zone. So, at least for that much, you knew you were getting a touchdown anytime he touched the ball within like the five yard line. So, but you've got to, now he's got to prove that he can do it outside of the 20. Now he's got to prove that he has to do it outside of the 30, you know, in between the twenties, as they always say. And, and I don't know that I'm that impressed with his skill in between the twenties. So uh, yeah, I don't even know that James Conner is going to be the starting uh, running back halfway through the season, let alone, uh, you know, anything else. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's get over to our last player props for this division rod i'll let you lead this off buddy last player prop uh for the nfc west all right i'm gonna go in probably a surprising fashion i I want tyler lockett under 63 and a half reception on the season i get it i know it's tyler lockett i know that he is a transcendent uh guy but by the same token who's throwing him the ball Really, honestly, and seriously, who's throwing him the ball? Because if you're looking for Geno Smith to throw him the ball, look, man, the guy, he's only had like, what, 219 completions in his uh, big season with the Jets, 247. Uh, he, he came on like a splash, but 
he doesn't complete passes very often lately anymore. He hasn't had the starting job in, in a very, very long time. So he hasn't proven that to me. And then Drew Locke is, is not better. It, it's just not better at all. So, and, and you still have DK Metcalf in the mix. And these guys only caught north of 70 passes last season anyways. So mm-hmm. you're telling me that Russell Wilson is, is going to be, uh, or, or I'm sorry, either Drew Locke or Geno Smith is going to equal a um, uh, even a third or two thirds of what Russell Wilson had. I think this is going to be a big downgrade for both of these guys. And neither one of them are going to wind up uh, catching all that many passes because Honestly, there won't be that many completions to go around. Yeah, I think that's a great point that you made that last year he had 73. Um, and now you bring in either Drew Locke or, or Geno Smith, who's going to have to, you know, toss the ball around. And I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I think there's going to be career low numbers. At least somebody's going to have to suffer. And, you know, DK Metcalf is going to get his. Maybe Tyler Lockett is that guy where we know he's a downfield threat. Like he's, he's at home run, you know, type of uh, player down the field to catch those long receptions for touchdowns. But when you, when you, d- when you, we talk about Drew Locke and Geno Smith being in the quarterback room, that shouldn't really excite, I think, any of the receivers that are actually on this uh, roster for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Dan, thoughts on Tyler Lockett's receptions here? Yeah, I, I think if you go back to last year and, and just the years with Russell Wilson, um, his receptions is always around anywhere between 60 and 80. And I think if you're getting such a downgraded quarterback, it certainly begs the question of can you sustain that performance? And I don't know that I think that they will. The one concern I do have is that they're going to be in trailing game scripts for much of this season because they suck. So that could open up the opportunity for Drew Locke to just throw the ball in general. Um, but the good thing is Pete Carroll's the quarterback is the coach, so he just loves to run the ball even if they're down uh, a lot of a lot of points. So. <laughs> um, I think that that kind of that plays into the handicap a little bit, but yeah, I I have my doubts on just anyone from the Seahawks. Like just fading them in general seems like the right approach heading into the season. All right, uh, let's get into your last player prop here, Dan. What do you got? Yeah, is this the first over of the day? I feel like we've been fading people, so it's it's been great, consistent to our brand here. But um, uh, I feel like we might have agreement here, but I'm gonna let you. Go. <laughs> I'm going with Allen Robinson over 825 and a half receiving yards. Check. This is the <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's we get it. It's the best QB this dude's ever had. I mean, we're going to talk, we're talking Blake Bortles here. We're talking, you know, Nick Foles, Justin Fields. It's been bad for for Allen uh, Allen Robinson. So I'm not overly concerned about Stafford's elbow. What I'm really looking looking at and interested in is what did Robert Woods do in this system before he got hurt? This guy had, was second in snap rate and had a 90% route particip- participation before getting injured. So you insert Allen Robinson into that. I think this is a perfect buy low opportunity for him. He went over 825 in every season where he played at least 15 games. Um, I think this guy's going to be motivated coming in off of a bad season, joining a, the Super Bowl um, the Super Bowl winning team. Um, and I think he's going to be locked in for a lot of targets, considering that much of the attention is going to be drawn to Cooper Cup. That's only going to open up the offense for him. So 825 and a half. While it may seem like the right number based off of what recent performance has been, I think this dude's going to smash expectations. Well, I don't need to give a handicap because it seems like uh, either I stole Dan's uh, pick here <laughs> or he has a camera and he's watching my picks here as well. But uh, yeah, you nailed it right there. I think it, it's it's the mentality that's 
You have from Allen Robinson being on the Jaguars when he was with Blake Bortles, going over to Chicago when it was MVP Mitch, or it was Nick Foles, or if it was Justin Fields. Now you're going over to a legitimate contender that he's been on for the first time in his career. Not only that, from like you mentioned, going from a quarterback like those guys to a Super Bowl winning quarterback an accurate quarterback like Matthew Stafford. And again, the second part of the handicap that you're going to have that that Cooper Cup is going to garner so much attention. We don't know about Van, Van Jefferson if he's going to, you know, be able to stay healthy throughout the season. So you only have a second wide receiver like Allen Robinson. And I think that, you know, this offseason, the rich kind of got richer on the offensive side, but I'm bringing in Allen Robinson. And again, we looked at the numbers for him. He's gone over. Um, he has three 1,000 or more receiving yards uh, seasons in his career four times, you know, and I, I think that um, coming over to the Rams, being in Sean McVay's offense, he's going to thrive here, and I think this number is a little conservative. I 100% agree with you. This was uh, one of my uh, – or this was my last player prop as well, so we won't waste uh, too much more time on that. But, Rod, thoughts on Allen Robinson to get over 825.5 receiving yards? If he can do it with Mitch Trubisky, I mean, what what else are we asking this guy for, right? I mean, yeah. but honestly, to be to be completely honest, I I think that Allen Robinson is a better uh, receiver than Robert Woods is, anyways. So, yeah. if, if we're going to talk about an upgrade, even at the wide receiver two position, Allen yeah. Robinson is definitely it. So, can he get to the eight? Can he get to the nine hundred mark? Absolutely. And in fact, I think this team could have two thousand yard receivers by the end of it all. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, easily, easily, he can get there. All right, before we get into best bets, let me tell you guys about some of the newest sponsors on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. First, it's going to be Babbel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. We just had to take the course, whether it was Spanish, whether it was French, just to kind of graduate. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized lesson, language lessons that you actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, and it's just not fun. But Babbel lessons... Uh, lessons were created by over 100 col- sorry, college, 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscriptions when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, the language for life. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by Elias. It's almost the start of the NFL season And we all love this time of year. It's the most anticipated time of the year waiting for the NFL season to start. And if you're in the sports betting or fantasy industry, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why I highly recommend using the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, and MLB. 
plus the Elias game plan. It's the only app where it's the most trusted name in sports stats. Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau research team. The app is really great to use since your one-stop source for player news, league-validated player stats, and team records. Expert game analysis for betting and betting your fan and building your fantasy team, impressing friends, and perfect for the preseason. You get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews so you know what exactly you're expecting when the regular season kicks off. So all you have to do is take advantage of this and take my advice, guys. Download the Elias Game Plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level. NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or the Google Play Store. All right, gentlemen, let's get into some best bets here for our player props that we did give out. Uh, Dan, I'll give you the floor first here, my man. Your best bet for the NFC West season-long player props. Yeah, I'm going to go with A-Rob over 825 in uh, receiving yards. To me, I think that this number is too low. And for much of the reasons why we talked about Munaf, why we're aligned is better quarterback upgrade, uh, opportunity for targets, and people funneling much of their attention to Cooper Cup. And uh, this guy's pedigree when when he's actually on the field, you know, when games that he's seen over fi- and games that he's seen in seasons that he's seen over 15 games, he's gone over a thousand yards. So joining a, a, a playoff contending team, I think, will motivate him to uh, really show out this year. Yep, I agree. We, we were both on Allen Robinson. I love that you put this as your best bet. So best bet for Dan. Allen Robinson over 825 and a half receiving yards for his newest team, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Rod, what do you got for your best bet, my man? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Elijah Mitchell over 900 and a half rushing yards. Again, this is going to be a team that's going to have to establish that run. Elijah Mitchell is going to take a step forward, I think, in his career because this is going to be a, a team that relies heavily on him to help out his young quarterback. And he's a young guy himself. So it's not like he's got a lot of tread on the tires and he did very well last season uh, in, in doing so. So I, I think that's uh, he's going to do it again. And I think he's going to get at least a thousand yards this year. All right. Yeah. I love that one. I think that, you know, this is going to be, there's going to be an offense that's really going to have to be predicated on their running game to really, you know, protect Trey Lance from making mistakes. Hopefully he makes 11 mistakes for the sake of my uh, bet that I gave out. Uh, but I think that he'll be uh, it'll be a lot more. But again, I love Elijah Mitchell to be the lead running back for this team uh, coming into this season. Um, my best bet. I know uh, Dan gave out that one. I'm going to co-sign that with him. But I'm going to also give my best bet as I'm going to go James Conner under 825 and a half rushing yards. Again, you know, for all the reasons that we did mention, I think all of us are down on the Arizona Cardinals this year. I think this is going to be a year where you know their defense is going to be atrocious and they're going to be in games where they're playing from behind and they're going to have to throw the football. So, you know, James Conner hasn't really been that guy since that one great year he had with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not only that, like I mentioned, they play a lot of top-tier uh, rush defenses, including right in their division. We talked about the two best front sevens in the entire NFL are the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. So I just think that James Conner is going to struggle 
uh, this season, and I don't think he's going to be able to get close to 850 and a half rushing yards, or sorry, 850 rushing yards. So I'm, my best bet is going to be James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals under 825 and a half rushing yards for this upcoming season. All right, gentlemen, that is four divisions down. We have four more to go. I know we have two weeks left, so we might have to double up uh, on uh, the prop cast here for the next two weeks. Uh, do maybe two division previews uh, of season-long player props uh, in the upcoming weeks before we get into the NFL season. So make sure you're getting down on these player props because the markets are going to be moving. And again, if you're not subscribed to the prop cast, I don't know what you're doing because we are going to have an incredible year. I'm sure uh, of it. We did it last year. And again, we're going to do it again this year and we're going to crush it during the regular season. But that is going to do it for the NFC West season long player props here. Uh, Rod, anything else you want to get off your chest, my man, before we get out of here and let the people know where they can find you? Yep, just uh, let's go Niners, and I'm hoping for a good season. Even though we just completely trashed their quarterback, <laughs> it's, it's like how can you how can you like the Niners when you think their quarterback's going to be all that bad? But we'll see. I don't know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Uh, just look, all you got to do is click on the Sports Gambling Podcast dot com website. You'll see me. I'm all over. I got NASCAR. I got F1. I got CFL. Got this NFL fantasy. Whatever. I'm there. Just find me there. And of course, all of my work for the sports betting review site as well. I'm on that as well. So find me all over the place. There we go. Make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Just download the app. It'll make it easier for you to find Rod's lovely voice. Dan, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? Nope. Keep following me on Twitter at Dan Titus and uh, more stuff coming from the NFL Gambling Podcast this year. And uh, yeah, man, keep tapping in. It's fantasy football season. Uh, a lot of good season long props and, and angles to, to look at. So, uh, yeah, man, keep tapping in. Yes, sir. Exciting times right now, obviously, with NFL right around the corner. Ever so close as we wind down uh, the preseason. One more week left of the preseason. Before we know it, NFL week one is going to be here. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, we'll be back uh, next week with some more season-long player props. Four down, four to go for the prop cast. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. (laughs) 